0: straight talk uncut hey what's going on everybody? tell us here back with another edition of straight talk uncut and this episode is being recorded on May 11th 2016 and the quote for this episode goes like this you must live in the present launch yourself on every wave find your eternity in each moment Fools stand on their island of opportunity and look toward another land. There's no other land. There's no other life but this. Again, you must live in the present. Launch yourself on every wave. Find your eternity in each moment. Fools stand on their land of opportunities and look toward another land. There's no other land. There's no other life but this. And this is by Henry David Thoreau. So this this could be summed up real easily by just saying, you know, by going to the old, the old more common cliche uh, saying of the grass is always greener, or is it? Or is it always greener? If you're like me, if you had experiences like me, nine times out of ten in situations where you thought the grass was greener it it never was whether it be you leaving what what seems to you be to be a shitty job you know because of the people because of work conditions or something like that and then you go to another job in and you run into the same politics, the same sort of people, the same thing. Only difference is, yeah, maybe you may, you may be able to work at that new job a little longer, but the only difference is, is that you, you are more prepared simply because of the experiences you gained from that last shitty job. Now, is that to say that one job was better? No, it's just you are more prepared. You are you more prepared. Same way when um, if if you move to another house, like you you know you lived in a house for three, four, five years, and you, you you think you're gonna upgrade, not simply because you want a a bigger house. Not you know there's there's reason to upgrade, but say you were having problems, you were having you know you were having to do repairs at at the other house and stuff like that, and um, and you decide you know what I'm gonna move to another house. I'm just tired of dealing with these problems. Then you move to another house, or you or another apartment, and you run into the same thing. You know, and it's not that <laughs> it's not that uh, the, the it, either house was different. It's just that you run into the same thing, but now you're more prepared for it because you you gain so many so much experience from that last house the you can say you can say that over and over again with just about anything new technology think how when you get a new phone and within a like a week two weeks three weeks you start running into the same thing as your previous phone maybe okay maybe you have some new features and some new things and it is a little faster the process you know you know you're able to multitask a little bit differently but eventually you start running to the same slowdowns the same you know some of the same little things that you had in the last phone say you get a new DSLR it's awesome for that first week first you know two weeks (laughs) three weeks is awesome and then all of a sudden they announced the upgrade to that camera. And then you just realize, oh, you know what? I'm run to the same problems with this this camera that I've had for six months that I had with the old one. My, my point is, my point is, is that especially in this, this day and time, it is so quick and easy to just Go with the new, fresh thing, and it's always fresh for, for you know for just a short period of time. It's new for a short period of time. Even people, new relationships—they're new and they're fresh for a certain period of time. But eventually, eventually, I mean, think about think about how many people you know that's been married one, two, three, four, five times. Think of think of people who who've had that you've known that's never been married but they've had you know 10 relationships in the last 10 years is it is it that this person just can't meet the right person no it's that is that the grass is always greener syndrome is that standing on your own island of opportunities and looking towards other lands there's no, there's no like mystery why a lot of successful people face adversities that you and I would never face, going to jail, getting shot, horrible stuff. There's no, there's no. I mean, some people make it out of there and go on to be fi- both financially successful. Uh, you know, successful lives to where they just turned it around. But then other people just go get in the system and then they just stay there and rot. What's the difference? Some people are able to take those circumstances and be forced into a situation to where they have to think innovatively, they have to think creatively to make their way out of those situations that's the difference that's different and then when you never like face any kind of adversity like that it's easy to think or it's easy to think getting a new thing is going to solve your problem instead of using your noodle instead of instead of thinking how can I make this situation better and you can in in any situation whether it's going back to the examples I gave whether it's a house whether it's a, a relationship whether it's a uh, you know, a car. Not, and that's not to say that things can't be improved. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that you should just be content with what you have and just, you know, be content in your situations. What I'm saying is, if you're in a situation, instead of, instead of looking to put yourself into another situation, like, like as far as. Um, uh, in the case of a job instead of just going to another job think how can you make what what you like what do you like about this job how can you use this this job how can you use this situation to better yourself to to you know f- be selfish about it focus on you where even if it's you're gonna make connections with people to where you can use later even if it's like you know, like as self-centered as that, to where I'm gonna I'm gonna stay here because I can see some connections that I make instead of uh, and be strategic about it instead of you know thinking oh man this is hell and I'm gonna I'm gonna go you know I'm gonna like find a new job and the reason why I'm saying this is I've I've been in this this I've been in uh, uh, all these examples that I've given. I've been in just about all of them. <laughs> all these examples that I, that I'm giving. Going back to the house, we, when my wife and I bought our first town home, it was uh it was built in in like the 80s or something like that. Yeah, I think the 80s. So it was a older town home in an older part of town. And compared to the repairs that we did on that on that place, doesn't even compare to the, the house, the current house we live in now, we are the first owner. It was, it was built, built from the ground up. We were the first occupants, first, you know, first owners. And within a week, actually no, no, the first night, I remember the first night we moved in, the furnace wasn't working. The first night, and this was in uh, January. This was January, Colorado. We moved in there, it was cold. Me and my wife, I had one daughter, um, it was cold, it was dark, and we couldn't get the damn furnace to work. And we were thinking maybe we weren't doing something right because it was a you know, every, every this house was brand, brand new, it had been completed only like two weeks. You know, we, we, we went and picked a lot that we wanted the house to be built on. You know, we picked a lot and we drove by like once a week just to see. Uh, the, the the process, we were staying in, we had sold our town home and we were living in a hotel for like the last, I wanna say last two months or so when the house was being completed. And um, you know, we were thinking, yeah, man, we're we gonna move in this house. Nope, we won't have any problem. The first night, the furnace didn't work. So we, we were calling the builders and they had to come over there and fix the furnace. Then right after that, um, there was this, like the floor in the in in, in the uh, dining room floor had like a, a heel or a lump, and at first I thought it was like a, you know, like a rate like a, a a raised level sort of. But I was like, nah this is this is something not right. So we end up calling the inspector. Inspector came by. I was like, yeah, this is jack. You got to call your builder. Get this shit, you know, fixed. And lucky the house is brand new, so you know, of course it's still under warranty and everything, but. That was my first, you know, this was, this is within like months. And then after that, it's just more shit just started happening because they build these houses so damn quick. I mean, there was just problem after problem, way worse than any problem that we ever encountered in in uh, the previous places we lived. You know, and here we were, thought we were going to get away from problems cuz we you know we 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 bought a brand new house. You know, we had a brand new house built. And um and so yeah, even even with cars. You know, with with, with vehicles brand new. My my truck, I bought it brand new off the showroom floor. Like literally brand new off the showroom floor. And um within th- 6 months there was a recall on it and they had to get the whole instrument panel replaced. Same thing with my wife' uh, new vehicle, brand spanking new. So, so, you know, when when this stuff happens to you over and over again, you start to realize, man, th- that problem shit shit happens, right? So, instead of like always trying to re- trying to fix situations by buying something new, doing something new, instead of doing that. Try to try to think, think your way out of it instead of trying to buy your way out of it. or or instead of trying to like thinking, putting yourself in another situation is going to is going to help without you putting some effort into thinking strategically about it. That, I guess that's that's the point I'm getting to. That's that's the point I'm trying to make. You know, it, it's, it's always easy to to try to fix things by replacing them to try to fix things by upgrading. When a lot of times that's not the case. I was talking to this dude uh, yesterday about this e-machine computer. <laughs> this e-machine that, that I bought my wife, man, I wanna say 10 years ago, 10, 11 years ago, and we just retired it. Because with, within that situation, I already knew what the case was with you know, computers. And, I, and I've built computers. My The compu- current, current computer I work on now is a custom build. And so every time my wife would, would uh, you know, think there's something wrong with the computer. And it, yeah, it may have been something wrong with the computer, but just buying a new computer is not going to fix it if you don't know how to fix the problem with this one. Because you're going to encounter the same problem with a new computer once, once you know, uh once it started to age that's that's just inevitable, so this was like uh this was like me pro- proving to not only my wife but my kids showing like how these things you you can you can make stuff last you don't have to just you know just just think just getting a new one is is gonna repair it if you don't even know what what the real problem is, and so that's what I find myself doing doing lately like if there's somebody I don't get along with, if it's somebody I don't like, if there's a job I don't like, if it's some something I don't like, I try to figure out why I don't like it. Like, what's, what, like, th- it's, it's easy to just say, oh, I don't like it. What about it? Well, like, specifically, what about it you don't like? What about this person <laughs> you don't like? If it's just their face, well, you can't do anything about that. It's the person's face. <laughs> if it's the way they talk, you know it can be and i'm i'm not saying it can't be shallow things but at least figure out why and if it's something like that then you you'll realize well no you've been an asshole and that's that's your that's something you have to deal with that's that's it's not the situation it's something with you you know what i mean and, and a lot of times you you will figure that out like it, it like in almost every situation it usually comes down to one or two things. Either there's something wrong with you, <laughs> or it, or the situation is not right for you. And that doesn't mean, and, and a lot of a lot of times, that simply means you don't have the right resources, and that's that's the, the real reason that situation isn't right for you. Like like I, I was telling you guys that I've been trying to work with uh, Inkscape, and. When I see people do stuff with Inkscape, Inkscape, by the way, is a vector program, and I've, uh, because, you know, I, I have so much stuff going on, I don't wanna pay for the whole Creative Cloud just to use Illustrator. You know, I, 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 when I only use it for minor, real, real minor things, right? So I got rid of the, the full version of Creative Cloud, I just have Lightroom and Photoshop. And I've been I've been getting so frustrated with Inkscape simply because I'm so used to illustrate i'm so used to working with adobe i'm i mean you know and i'm trying to do i'm trying to do shortcuts and stuff that that are uh that really are, are sort of universal but for some reason they don't they just don't work in inkscape you know a lot of these like uh common shortcuts right but when I see other people using Inkscape, when I go to YouTube, I know it's an awesome program. I know what can be done with it. So, the first time I tried this, you know, was probably a year or so ago. I just like, you know, what Inkscape is stupid, it is dumb, <laughs> and I don't want to use it. And uh, but no, it's like now, it's like I know it. I know that's not the case. I know the case is just I. I have no experience with it. You know what I mean? I. I, I really. I just have no experience experience with it. And so now I'm, I'm doing just a little bit a day, learning more and more. And as I do it, it's like, it, it's almost like a fog is being lifted because it, it, it just came down to me not knowing. So like I, was try, I would try to do um, like control, to, to zoom in, control, yeah, control plus and minus, to zoom in, that, that's the way I had my shortcuts in uh in Photoshop and Illustrator to zoom in and out. Well in Inkscape it's just you don't it's just plus and minus. You know what I mean? It's just and, and I was trying to I was like why the hell is this not working? I'm trying to zoom or make the cursor bigger, things like that. Stuff that's just like easy shortcuts in in uh in Photoshop in, in uh in Illustrator. And uh you know I started watching the tutorial in Linda and it's It's just no it's just dude just plus just plus and minus the same way with audacity. I was using to import these recordings for my podcast. I was using uh adobe media encoder to convert it to a wave because this i'm using the note 5 the 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 uh basic app the recording app and it puts out an m4a i'm pretty sure that's what it is but in audacity you can't you can't just import an M4A. And I was using media encoder because I still had a little time left to use it before it uh expired. And now it's expired. and I was like, well now I'm fucked. So I just do a YouTube video and find out that yeah, you can import other stuff in Audacity, but you have to download the libraries. You have to you have to um load the libraries in Audacity. So that's what I did. My whole point for all is is to say like those situations forced me to to think about it, like really? You don't think there's a way that you can import these common files into Audacity? There's gotta be a way. And that's that's what made me think about it. And it was simply because I didn't have the ease of what I was used to, which was media encoder. I've been using that forever. So I didn't have their ease of use and and, uh, and, and just depending, and just because now I'm on such a tight budget, you know, I don't want to pay for that whole creative cloud. The same way with Illustrator, my, my tight budget forced me to start thinking outside the box and, and, and not just get lazy and start to learn, actually learn about these these uh, open source applications, which are awesome. And now the only, the only and I could be using GIMP as well, but I, 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 just, I, I just can't, I can't go that route. I mean, I can afford. I have in my budget to use, uh, you know, Lightroom and, and Photoshop. Those are my base, and and that's what I decided. Like these are gonna be my base apps. These are gonna be the ones I include in my budget. But I mean, and that's minor. But being in those situations forced me to say, um, you know, to to think creatively and and to be willing to learn what I need to learn. If I wanted to use these these applications and save that money uh, that I would otherwise be be spending on the full Creative Cloud, which I wouldn't be getting the full benefit of, as far as as far as uh, I mean, it, Creative Cloud is awesome, but I don't I don't need all of it, and I'm not just gonna pay for it just because I need because I'm too lazy to learn what I need to to learn with these other you know open source applications so so this (laughs) man this i think this is the longest i've ever interpreted a a quote but it is so i i like the way it is i just like the way it's uh the way the way it's 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 stated you know um so anyway and i may even come back to that man i can go on and on about like realizing opportunities that are right in front of you you know you know what I mean just like and we all have them it's just that we don't all realize it. we don't all take the time to, to think about them and, and to think about our situations and and take a strategic approach to making our situation better with what we have um, so anyway pick of a day for today was a picture, I, I can't remember the name, it's in San Diego, but I can't remember, there was this garden, these like, um, like Asian gardens, I, I wanna say, that, that we that we visited while we were in San Diego, and it was just so serene. It was almost like, there was no sign saying like, not to be loud and not to do that, but it, the the atmosphere put you into that mode to where, you, you just wanted to not be touristy. You know, you don't wanna, you don't wanna be, like normally you go to a, like a tourist area or whatever and it's like chaos, there's all kinds of noise and everything, but this place, it was just so serene. Like, and if you were the loud person, you would just stick out like a sore thumb. Like, it was just so serene and peaceful and just, just nice. And that shot I, I, I put was like this water feature there. And I took a few shots before I got the shutter speed right to where, you know, it's that that classic, uh, that smooth water effect. effect. I could have gotten it slower, but I, you know, I'm I'm on vacation. I don't want to be sitting there because I had already taken up too much time anyway, just, you know, already uh, because I didn't have any filters. So I'm using slow shutter speed. And it was, uh, even though it was overcast, that the part that where I was standing, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, there was nothing to block out like the, the light that was coming. So, and I didn't have a feature, I didn't have a uh, filter, you know what I mean? So I'm just using, uh, I was think I was using, I can't remember what, what lens I was using. I'm pretty sure it was the my 17 to 70. That's that's my old standby. That's the one I use most, most often. Um, and that's a 2.8. I can't remember what i shot it at um but you know I, I shot i shot a few and it was just you know basic shot but then i wanted to get that smooth water water effect so uh you know i slowed the shuttle speed down and and um got the aperture right i didn't want it to be a shallow focus i wanted to get you know l- at least get all the rocks get a little bit of the background then you see that bird i can't even, i don't know what kind of bird that is that's on the right but i wanted i wanted to show like you know the serenity of it and i only did a minor crop i cropped it because there's a pond like right you know where the water flows down the two, there's a pond and i wanted to get uh just a little bit of it so i just crop cropped that out a, a bit and still show you know show like the area around and you can see at the top you can see like there was this like building in the back you can see it uh matter of fact i think that was like a concert hall or something like that that's uh that was outside that little park area but uh <clears throat> and i could have you know i could have got spot removed that out or or uh stamped it out but you know whatever um i could have stayed at that spot for just forever you know it was just the water rolling i, I could have just stayed there and just hung out all day um but yeah so that was the pick of the day for pick uh what 30 day 30 um so what else going on oh i did a i did a print oh the yeah i did a i did a the pick of the day for yesterday was a dragon fruit um and these those Remember I told you about that bag of like dead leaves and flowers and stuff that I keep in the basement. So that was like a combination of that. I'm always like <laughs> messing with that. But yeah, that was a dragon fruit. That's this, we went to the Asian market and that's the only place I really see dragon fruit. And I never had a dragon fruit. So um, I wanted to get get uh, get one just to taste it. And then when I got it, I was like, this is a unique fruit cause the, the inside look you know the way the inside look it's just totally different from what you think it would look like. So I froze one. I, fr- uh, I, I we got two or three, and I froze one, and then because I knew how I wanted to take some pictures of it and just you know study it a little bit. So that's that's that was picture pick of the day for yesterday, I think. Um, and and I didn't do much with that. I. <clears throat> Let's see. I didn't. I don't think I use a. I can't remember what I did with that one. But th- that that was the pick of the day for yesterday. Uh, and oh, so my yeah, I was bringing that up because I took a. I did a print of that one. I'm trying to do a, a couple prints a week. I did a print of that one. Came out awesome. Uh, I, I printed it on the five by seven Red River matte paper, um, and it's not the heavy heavy stock. It's like the forty seven pound. I think yeah. But uh, yeah, Red River for the price-wise is so far has been, you know, that's gonna be my go-to. Matter of fact, I was looking at, trying to find like some heavier stock paper that I'm gonna be using uh, for my shop, my Etsy shop to print on. And Red River has an 88 pound card, like uh, matte paper. It's called Polar Matte or something like that. And it's 88 pound. Uh, what I screen print on is like 150 pound paper. So that's what I use when I screen print my, my uh, quote prints. So I wanted to find the heaviest paper uh, that would go through that, that printer. And then, I'm, uh, you know, it said it's, it, the 88 pound is compatible with that printer. So that's what I'm gonna be using. It's about eight, 80 bucks for like 50 sheets. So it's was about uh, like a dollar and 60 something cents a piece. So, so that's what I'm gonna be using for that um oh and then <laughs> i missed out on 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 the film processing deal on ebay so yeah i'm gonna have to be buying a kit to to print to uh, process my own film but what i did found i found the uh tutorial that a guy was using uh a liquid version of that kit and he was getting i think he said like 16 rolls or something or actually no he was getting more he was getting like i think he said like 20 something rolls um process with with that one kit with that one one liter kit at least that's the way i read it i have to go back and um i have to go back and look at it again to make sure i was reading it right but he said he was getting uh like 27 rows with that one kit and i thought you can only get well the packaging say one liter would get you eight rows 835 millimeter rows so you know uh, you know if maybe i can get it you know get more than what's what's on the package um and yeah and i know of course they're going to be you know they're going to they're going to give you the bare minimum of what you can do so yeah so i i gotta i gotta get some some film process and if that is the case then th- that'll be actually better because that way i can i can keep um i can know what rows that i'm printing Cause I was hesitant about that anyway. Cause I shot all these rolls and I I kept keep them separate, you know, depending on the camera. And my whole point for uh, one of my biggest points was to be able to do the the camera walkthrough and then show some shots from that uh, from from that you know whatever roll went through whatever camera. So so I'm back to going to try my own C41 processing. Uh, so so you know, stay tuned for that. Anyway, I think that's it for this episode. Like I always say, I don't know a lot. What I do know, I talk straight about. This has been Straight Talk Uncut. I really appreciate you guys coming back to listen. Talk to you in the next episode.